Hello, and what is up, everybody? It's me, Marty the Meat Man, one half of your host of Cross Court Coverage, your all-NBA Celtics-focused podcast. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, my alarm for the morning, <laughs> my other half, my sister from another mister, Grace Roberts. Grace, how are you doing today? Good morning. I'm doing great. Um, <laughs> yes, in case anybody didn't see, I had to frantically post on Twitter. Well, frantically is not the right word. I was just sitting in my bed. Tweet on Twitter. <laughs> post on Twitter that uh, Marty was unresponsive and uh, had to resort to new means to get him to wake up. But we're here. We're ready. Fresh off the Celtics win. Never felt better. Yes, ma'am. Uh yeah, no, I did one of those things where you wake up at like five in the morning and then go, oh, I can go back to sleep. And then that oh, yeah. never works out. That just never works out. <laughs> no, that's um, real. Uh, but fresh off a of Celtics win uh, against the 76ers, which we love. Um, we'll definitely get into that later. Also, this I, again, it's still baffling to me that our series with the 76ers is over. Like we will not no. see them. Did you hear them say we we're gonna hit them one more time early February? I also thought that it was over, but it must be that we play really? them one extra time because you know there's always a couple oh. teams that we play once more than usual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, there's just one more, and it's not till February. Okay. I think they said that February third. Feel... It makes me feel a little bit better because I was like, well, that's weird if we have to go into playing them in the playoffs and not seeing them for a whole half a year. <laughs> right well you know what okay. else i realized this is so not related i mean it's related it's just next year's a leap year so we got an extra day yeah we do have an extra just in day. general doesn't, doesn't so add to the, thinking, like, do, the season but yeah no it doesn't add anything day. but i was like does anybody play on the on the leap day on the 29th um, anyway yeah it's a fun little, i always uh, thought extra day. leap years yeah leap years are always interesting and now i'm in this rabbit hole but like if anyone's ever born on uh, February 29th, like I always just think that's the weirdest thing in the world. Cause like, I, what are you at 20, I've but you're actually five. <laughs> I know I've always wanted to like find somebody who was born on the leap day and right. uh, see if how they celebrate their, uh, their birthday. It'd be even funnier. And I'm sure like statistically this probably has happened like, twins but one of the twins is born on the 28th oh, like very late yeah. at night and then the morning the other like, like it's one thing if twins just 11 58 pops out the other one's popped yeah. out at like 1202 right <laughs> yeah so i've always wondered then like oh well one of you is technically uh way older than the other one anyway but yeah happy almost <laughs> sleep here guys <laughs> happy, yeah happy almost sleep here y'all <laughs> 2024 kind upon us um that's so funny. When do you celebrate your birthday, though? The 28th or the 1st? You must just do 28th or March 1st. You have to. But, like... But I then mean, you have an extra it's, special it's, celebration then on the actual when it's Yeah, when it's can. actually leap year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then you go all I out mean, every four years. People, people my age would, in theory, be the year. Because, right, I turn 24 next year in 2024. Mm -hmm. So anybody who was born in 2000 they have the chance of being born on the leap year, which would be hilarious, I think. Yeah. Weird. Clocks. It's all made up anyways. It's an illusion. All, it's all, illusion. all yeah, it's all fake. <laughs> but what's not fake is basketball. We'll reel it back in. I'm sorry, y'all, but 
it always fascinates me. Just a weird thing. Um, I still haven't met anyone born on the 29th either. Moving on. <laughs> uh, we got hoops to talk about. A uh, couple injuries going around the league right now. A couple people coming back from injuries. Uh, the elephant in the room is still there. Where do we want to steer this conversation? <laughs> Where, let's just dive into that. Why not? Um, Josh Giddy and the Thunder are rolling forward business as usual. Uh, still has allegations of being a pedophile. There is now an open police uh, investigation. Uh, the news is that the family of the girl uh, is not cooperating. Neither is the girl. Uh, so no one can figure out this person's age. Uh, which, they definitely can. They definitely can, no, to be clear. They could. But, right. <laughs> right. Like, no, it definitely sounds to me like one of those situations where someone got some money and is just being hush-hush. Um, or, sure. or they... I like, I don't know. Like if I'm in that family, I would out Josh Giddy. Like I wouldn't protect Josh yeah. Giddy. You have no responsibility to Josh Giddy. Um, it's weird. I don't, I don't really know one. The NBA is still doing nothing, which is dumb and stupid. And this is what we warn them of. <laughs> yep. Yep. What else is new? Um, but also, it, it, to pretend that nothing like they're they're I think they're going the route of we're just going to let this figure itself out and then yeah fizzle why? out pretend it didn't happen we're not going to forget no one's going to forget like right. it was one all over Twitter and social media but two now is something that's attached to Josh Giddy no matter what so he's never if yeah. like if this just tries to go the fizzle out route that's going to look worse for giddy and the league just because it's like oh you thought you could pull a fast one on us right no like we didn't all see this and and like the other thing is that this is a a knock against the oklahoma city thunder uh for being stupid not paying any attention i don't know if you saw this i thought it was a joke at first but it was 100 this is real like that this has actually happened that when he came out, like in the starting lineup, and they did the, the mm -hmm. announcements, um, they had him come out to an R. Kelly song. Oh my God. Like, that's... I don't care if that's what he was coming out to before. You can't play that now. Like, how that's... just incompetent do you have to be? And this is my, my problem, as we saw it when, you know, mm -hmm. when the fucking hornets were like we're comfortable with the facts of this situation all you need to do is use your fucking noggin and not do things like this like it it just it was baffling to me but beyond the beyond that i mean the idea that it sounded like based on the statement that they released that like the nba was investigating um right. and that the girl's family wasn't um uh cooperating with them but i mean in a criminal investigation they'll probably be they have involves to. a minor they'll probably <laughs> yeah. be compelled to like it's one thing like if you're a an adult um victim of some sort of sexual violence they typically will be like if you aren't willing to talk about it and you don't want to talk about it you don't want us to continue investigating they'll let that happen but usually when it involves minors 
it's uh because it's such a serious crime um and i also just hate everybody on twitter putting on their legal caps and being just bending over backwards trying to find a law to excuse it or like a single case and i just i'm like why do you want so desperately to be able to do this like this is yeah why do you want a bad person (laughs) Right. Yeah, like, why are you doing this? If he did this, like, that is inexcusable. Why are we trying to find an excuse for him? I don't know. I'm just, like, like I said last week, I hate that I've come to now sort of expect it with this league, that they're going to let this sort of thing fly. Um, I can only hope that if this criminal investigation progresses, that then maybe they're like, hmm, maybe we shouldn't be letting him play. Like, it's no big deal. But like it's yeah, I agree. But it's also like the damage is done. He's played a whole week in the NBA with pedophile allegations under his belt. Um, And Mm -hmm. the NBA is just kind of like, well, look how good the Thunder are. It's like, okay, and who gives a fuck? Like like you shouldn't be touting Josh Giddy. You shouldn't be touting uh, his success. You shouldn't be protecting him. Your interest should be protecting victims and protecting families and also right you know the the product itself you shouldn't be sponsoring pedophiles you shouldn't be yeah. okay <laughs> with all the things that the nba has come to seem they're okay with like i don't feels really like understand no-brainer. yeah this feels like a no-brainer like again like we said last week sit him tell him he's you know on suspension without pay until this is figured out I bet that would have been figured the investigation would have been over if that was the case. That's the thing. Right. If they had actually acted on it, they would have been so desperate to get it resolved so that they could, yep. in theory, get him playing again. But now by just letting him play, you lose that incentive entirely. It's like, what do they care? You know, despite I mean, obviously you should care because let's all have morals, but um the of course they don't care if it doesn't mean, you know, that that their star player. I know it's he's not the Thunder star, but he's one of their good players. He's like, one of their good players. He's like their big. Th- he's yeah. part of their big three. It is part of right. And that's exactly. The other thing. It's like Oklahoma could have been forthcoming with like being like we are sitting him, we are benching him until this is figured right. out. The league could have been forthcoming and saying that. Uh, Josh Giddy could have been forthcoming and saying that, but instead everyone's just like, we're gonna ignore it. And hope that it goes away. And it's like, no, dude, that's not how this works anymore. Not in this day and age. We have receipts. We have the internet. Like it will, it will live on, and it it should until this is resolved, until this is figured out. Um, and then if it's figured out that he is a pedophile, which you know, the the longer this goes on, and the longer it's quote unquote an open investigation, the longer he seems guilty. The the more he yeah. seems guilty. Right. It's just like, okay, well, now we need to find out. We're not figuring out what we need to figure out. We're figuring out how to spin this or how to make it yeah. so that he can still play. And it's like, right. mm, no. If yeah, you the, found the, out. the way it, if, Go, 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 go. <laughs> I was going to say the way, I mean, I think it's what you're going to say is that at this point, what it's seeming like is they found out she actually is underage. This was illegal, but how can we paint it in a light that makes him not look as bad? There isn't exactly. one. There isn't one. There isn't one. No. If he's if he's a pedophile, he's a pedophile. And you need right. to oust him from the league. You need to oust him from your team. You need to. I don't care how good you are at fucking ball. I don't care. Yeah. Like you could be LeBron James second coming. And I don't mean that in Bronny. Yeah. I mean, just like the, the next quote unquote LeBron James. And if you have these allegations or if this turns out to be true, you're gone, bro. You're out. You you fucking yeah. suck as a person. You should be in a jail cell like 
There's no that's yeah, that's you. where you should be. Like <laughs> you should be rotting in a fucking cell somewhere or deported back to Australia or whatever the fucking case is. True. Like I I don't get it. I don't understand. I know we said like this should be wrapped up quickly and figured out. It hasn't been. Um, Here we are. Yep. Uh, and now with it being a full week between us, you know, not breaking the news, but talking about it when it first happened and then nothing occurring, no, no, no progress. It seems like in the investigation, I feel like this is going to be something that's going to be ongoing for a while now, just because of the way that they're dragging their feet, just because yeah. of the way that they've been carrying themselves out. And it's like, <sighs> this was yet another opportunity for the NBA to nip something in the bud instantaneously and they fumbled the bag and they're just like mm, well no one really knows right and it's like bro open yeah. up twitter type in josh giddy and see what comes up it is everything based off of him being a pedophile and nothing about his game right 100 percent, as it should be i mean that's what that's what i mean no it and i matter i agree i agree that his public yeah. uh his public perception right now is bad it should be and like again yeah no one has a problem walking anything back. I will call you yeah. a pedophile to your face right now, Josh Giddy. But if you, you know, something comes out that she's of age, my bad, dude. Let's dap it up and forget it. You can hate me for the rest of my right. life. I don't care. But like right now, you're a yeah. pedophile. You are, you are, that is a crime that cannot be forgiven. And I'm not just going to pretend that, uh, you know, you're innocent because the way that you and the team and the league have been moving just smells so guilty. And yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's going to, it's weird. It's a weird situation that, I mean, like we said, there's, there's really either he's guilty and fuck him. He's out or he's innocent and go on, keep playing. But like this whole, right. we're going to wait and see thing is, the worst option and shouldn't have been an option from the get-go. Here we are. Here we are. Yeah. Um, let's see. Moving on to another team in the West. Uh, the already great Pelicans, which is nuts to me. Uh, the Pelicans are sitting <laughs> at uh, 11 and 9. They are about to gain... CJ McCollum, who had a collapse long like a month ago, glad mm -hmm. to see he's coming back. Um, but also Trey Murphy, who has been out for most of the season, uh, is coming back. So they're going to get two, not CJ's a, a dwindling star and Trey Murphy's an up and coming star, but adding two people to that roster that are really like key to their team um, is kind of crazy. Cause like I didn't think yeah. that Zion could carry the team to be a winning team by himself, basically. Um, and he has yeah. been, you know, I'll, I'll say it when I'm wrong. Uh, good job, Zion. Um, I still don't like him, but whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I saw someone, I saw someone, uh, he sat the other day and so their, their yeah. reasoning was rest. And I was like, what do you like? Zion's what? 20, 21. Why yeah. are you resting? You're a child. Like you Wait, should be full of energy all, and ready to go. There's no way he's 20 or 21. He's oh, got to yeah, be like 24. Nah, Zion Williamson. I feel like he is. He's older than me. 23. July okay. 6, 2000. So 
Oh, so he's younger than me, actually. <laughs> um, still, come on, man. Like, you're 23 years old playing in the NBA. Like, you do not need quote-unquote rest. Like, I get right. it. You're leading the team by yourself. But, like, let's look back to yeah, he's been, when. He's been carrying it, all right? Oh, yeah. But, like, let's look back to, like, nah, I don't want to say 10 because 10 was really when uh, weight, like, load management started picking up. But, like. 20 years ago, there's no way that the star of a team is like, just like, ah, I'm taking the night off. I'm, I'm yeah. tired because I don't have the proper conditioning, but I'm just going to say that I need a night off. Well, all right. Like, I'm not trying to say anything about Zion, but like Zion is Zion. We all know the whole story of the up and down, not following yeah. the, the dietary plan and not doing the conditioning. And, you know, the team has tried and they've made it work with, for what they can. But at the same time, it's like, Bro, you're an NBA player. Just follow the diet and do the conditioning. Like you would be so much better for yourself, one and two for your team if you just listen to them. But instead, you know, he's carrying on the way that he's carrying on, and it's <laughs> he says, "Nah, I'm I'm good. I'll be fine." No. Like, All right. But you know, maybe CJ McCollum and Trey Murphy coming back lightens the load on Zion a little bit, and we won't have to see him. Uh, have rest days at tw- the bright, bold age of 23. <laughs> Fucking Zion. Ben Simmons still out. Just got to hit that note. <laughs> if we're talking about Zion, we're going to talk about Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons still out with nerve irritation. Yeah. Um, Another injury that came up. Boot and crutches for uh, Lamella Ball which unfortunately is a similar path to what has been happening with his brother Lonzo. But uh, I'm hoping that it's not too crazy. They said it was a sprain. Uh, The boot and the crutches are a precautionary measure, but Mm -hmm. uh, LaMelo out for the foreseeable future. They don't have a timetable right now. Um, I don't ever root for injuries. I don't ever, you know, like clap for them, but you couldn't have this happen before you played us and beat us. Come on, Lamelo. <laughs> like you could, you could have like could have just figure it out where you know the Celtics don't drop a loss to the Hornets. But that's just that's my own personal vendetta. Um, yeah, I do. I you know I as much as I hate the Hornets as an organization, and as much as I hate basically everyone that they keep signing to their team, Lamelo is the one bright spot. Um, so it is yeah. unfortunate. It is unfortunate to see him out. And also it's unfortunate for both ball brothers to be out. I think the game is a little bit better yeah. when they're both playing. They are very talented. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rolling in, so, rolling into that. Only it does person suck. that is only person that's okay. That is mildly tolerable on the uh, yeah. <laughs> fucking roster down there. So <coughs> down there, I guess it's where I am, but you know what I mean? <laughs> down there from Boston, <laughs> from, from the yeah, Northeast. Um, yeah. I mean, no, he's the only guy that I can actually like, I guess Gordon Hayward and Terry Rosier, but they're like not doing much anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's like the only person uh, shopping Gordon Hayward, the Hornets. For and I was like, where? Brad, Ooh. don't pick up the phone. Don't no. pick up the phone, Brad. Well, isn't isn't he on a crazy contract still? 
Like, isn't he on? I that thought he was, and that's that why I think it, it sounds like there are not going to be any takers. Anytime yeah, because like he signed like a big old deal with us, and then it didn't work out, so we shipped him out. And by I no think fault he's... of his own. I mean, he got hurt. No, no fault of his own. He got hurt in, in disgusting yeah, fashion. Very first game. Um, One of the grosser NBA injuries. For sure. And then we got left with Kyrie by himself. It was supposed to be Kyrie and Gordon. And then <laughs> Kyrie got to run rampant by himself. Um, we all know how that played out. I mean, yeah, if he's still on a bad contract, quote unquote bad, it's just he's older and, you know, not playing up to it. Uh, I don't right. see them moving him at all. <laughs> like, I just don't see a team that's jumping up and down to go. I would like Gordon Hayward in the twilight of his career. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. Oh, paying him twenty million a year? Sure. No, I don't. Right. You have to be anything for him. Um. Also on the Hornets, I don't know if you saw, but there was a report that came out that said Miles Bridges will not be with the team next year. Um, and then underneath I did it, see that. underneath it, Miles Bridges just responded with a question mark, and I was like, "Yeah, well, guy." I was about to say buddy, but you are not my fucking friend. <laughs> no, I'm not. Friends uh, with you. No, uh, Miles, you suck and are a PR nightmare. <laughs> I am not surprised that the even if the, like I was from uh, like NBA Central or one of those like not yeah. official but like kind of Sometimes, official yeah, accounts. Yeah. Correct. Um, it was one from one of those accounts, and it's like. One, you're an NBA star. Why are you responding on Twitter to a random account that isn't like ESPN or like Bleacher right. Report or Shams or Woj? Whatever. Two, stop. Just one, you shouldn't have a Twitter. You shouldn't be able to. We we don't want to hear what you have to say. True. <laughs> True. Um, and, and three, don't question mark it. You know who you are and you know what you've done. Again, we aren't just going to forgive and forget because you play good ball. That's not how this works. You're a piece of shit person. Yeah. Your basketball is aside from that. Um, I and mean, I like, love I love the the notion that he goes question mark like you know Miles. Maybe they didn't tell you. Maybe they wouldn't tell yeah. you. They don't, <laughs> they don't have question mark how about you go ask the fucking front office of the grizzlies and if they're like uh, i don't know uh, yeah maybe it's because they don't want you there <laughs> yeah i mean that's probably what it was it was probably an internal leak and they're having conversations of like all right well his contract's up at the end of the year we're gonna let him walk right like we're not dealing yeah, with don't this put anymore, it on right? twitter though you know what i mean don't fucking put your little yeah. question mark shit yeah no walk into the front office talk to your coach talk to your gm talk to your governor whatever but like yeah question mark on Twitter. you know you're you know that underneath that question mark is a million people saying you fucking suck <laughs> like you yeah literally. and i don't I, i'm i'm pro all those people underneath him bashing him but like you're an idiot thinking that oh i'm just gonna put a question mark and be coy about it it's like no you're an idiot you suck we all hate you you're you know that we all hate you it's, it seems like if this there's any truth to this matter or this story your team hates you yeah <laughs> like as they should maybe that's maybe that's some just desserts maybe this is how it's gonna you know carry out maybe they're like all right well we have them under contract we're gonna roll it out and then you know we'll leave it to the rest of the league to figure out but um 
it should be interesting to see like if he does become a free agent who jumps up and down to go and sign him or like does he get another super max deal or you know anything like that i'm like mm, i don't know somebody will you suck somebody will it'll probably be the clippers because they fucking know. suck too this is true um, oh we gotta go hang out with that oh you wanna go what's ahead what's what's up about the la clippers <laughs> look i'm a look look uh, <laughs> we all know how long i've been a russell westbrook stan there's been some discourse mm-hmm. on the internet about the heckling that first of all that russell westbrook has received and he's always received it during his career we've seen it across the yes. board always accusations of stat padding accusations of not playing that well i just don't think that i can even be pretended to be true he always works hard he's always playing to the best of his ability um and especially when he is out here saving the the clippers asses when it should be fucking ty Lu doing it but Correct. instead it's russ westbrook making the call that he should come off the bench and then still is getting getting heckled and paul george who's a good friend of his has played with him on multiple teams now um you know said to the media that he he doesn't think it should happen um people were sort of up in arms about the way that he said it. Cause he was like, nobody wants to be disrespected at their job. Nobody should be, nobody else has to be disrespected at their job. And everybody was like, right. we get disrespected at our job. Yeah, I know. I worked <laughs> at Starbucks for like six years. I got disrespected plenty of times, <laughs> but uh, it, I still think the sentiment is true. Like it's one thing to be like, you know, and everybody's going to want to bring back when he shoved a fan in fucking, 2013 or 14. I don't know. Look, Marcus Smart did yeah. it too in college. We've all been younger and more hot-headed. Um, I think fair. it's stupid, I mean, to be heckling in a way that's like outrageously disruptive. Like, it's one thing if you're like, boo, you suck, you know, but it's another thing if you're being mm-hmm. like incessant about it. Um, I, look, you're never going to hear me talk bad about Russell Westbrook. I'm never going to say it. I'm always going to say he doesn't deserve it. But people really did not Fair like enough. that the Clippers were being dramatic about it, you know, as they do. Well, I mean, it's interesting because this comes a week after the Clippers were getting booed and heckled and Pop stopped the game. And now we have a, a situation <laughs> where, um, you know... Russell gets into a, a argument with a fan and Paul George makes a public statement at the press conference. And while I agree that it shouldn't interfere with the game, I am more on the side of grow the fuck up. You're being paid millions of dollars to yeah. play a child's game. Uh, people are going to say whatever they say. People are, you know, and I'm not defending anyone in the stands. One, don't be a racist. Two, don't be ignorant. Three, don't be a piece of shit. Keep your heckling to like, you know, normal stuff. That's fine. I never right. ha- I'm never I'm never pro when, you know, slurs get thrown out. Uh like that when that has was happening to Russell, that was when I was like, okay, the heckling needs to stop. But right now if it's, you know, someone yelling Westbrick or someone, you know, chirping him or any other player um who was it Roan and Pat Beverly on the Pat Bev pod uh, had a conversation about it. And 
for Pat Bev to be on the side of anti-heckling, I was like, you motherfucking hypocrite. <laughs> He's like, ain't no other job that people show up and just tell you you're doing a bad job. And Roan was like, well, I don't pay to see Elon Musk do his job, so I don't have an opportunity to be in a room where I can heckle him. But if I saw him, I would, right. I would heckle him. Um, and I happen to agree with that. You know, it is what, you know, I don't necessarily think that, you know, the betting culture has helped in any sense because now you got people, uh, you know, doing parlays and doing bets and like they're like the whole thing rides on this. Uh, you suck. I need you to get like seven more rebounds or blah, blah, blah. And they get, you know, the liquid courage in them and all that. But heckling's part of sports. You know, chirping is part of sports. It happens on the court. It happens in the stands. I get that. Um, but for it to stop the game, if you're going to get to the point where you're standing up and chirping a player on the court and they're chirping back with you, at that point, it needs to stop. One of you, one, yeah. the player, the player should ignore it. I get that. Unless he player said something. Up, yeah. Yeah. Unless the, the person said something offensive or, uh, you know, insulting to family, friends, whatever. Right. Um, unless it's, and if it's personal, I get that. Stop the game and, you know, Let's start a malice in the past. I'm kidding. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I get it. You know, you have to have some respect for yourself, some, you know, uh, some backbone and everything like that. But if someone's just chirping you and it's normal, you know, game talk, boo, you suck. And uh, Pat Bev is like, well, the booze turn into fuck you. It's like, you're an adult, man. I don't think yeah. that fuck you should offend you so much that it rattles your whole, you know, brain and way you play the game. Like, Boo does turn right. into fuck you. Correct. Like that's just what it is. Um Yeah. I mean, I, I've definitely said some egregious things to college players at, at basketball and football case. So I mean, if they can handle it, it's true that these professionals should probably be able to handle it. Yeah, and I mean, I'm a heckler. That just is how it is. I am someone to chirp. Yeah. I am someone to yell. I get rowdy. Um I always keep it within, you know, the confines of being morally right. correct, but like, yeah. I'm still going to, I'm still going to yell. I'm still going to trip. I'm still going to try and make you fuck up that free throw or the layup that you're coming down on. Like I'm going to yeah. do it. Like <laughs> so you're not taking that 100%. away from the game. Um, it's also the way for the fans to, you know, feel like they're interacting or have part of the game in their hands. Like uh, it's been a thing forever when people are taking foul shots everyone's yelling or hitting the thunder sticks yeah. or clapping or whatever we want you to miss and we're hoping that our home court advantage can make you miss this free throw you were in your head that's part of the game um i don't necessarily disagree with paul george like uh the heckling has to come to a, a, a stop when it's in interfering with the game itself but as right. a whole Heckling is part of any sport, and that's never going to end. Sure. Um, I don't know. It's an interesting thing. Uh, I always, it's also interesting because it always seems to surround Russell and his hot headedness. I, I think that that's a thing. I think it's it's the added like historical factor, and that's why I point out that Paul George and him were on a team, obviously back yeah. uh, in Oklahoma City years ago. That I think. The people who know Russell Westbrook, who are friends with Russell Westbrook, com have competed with him, think very highly of him. And they, I think, 
as as he does, I'm sure, get kind of exhausted with this idea that this former MVP is, you know, getting really the brunt of a lot of of heckles. Like, you know, people aren't heckling other players the way they heckle Russell Westbrook. So I understand because I'm human that it can get to a point where it's frustrating and demoralizing. But, you know, it is still the game. It is part of the game. Nobody's advocating for that part of the game to go away. And so, I don't know, like, what do you expect? Not everybody's going to cheer for you. It's just there are players I hate, and I'm not going to cheer for them. I'm going to boo them. But at any rate, yeah. I just hate anytime there's negative Russell discourse and people are saying Russell <laughs> I'm going to jump to the defense here. I get it. No, I get it. If it was people were saying stuff about Paul Pierce or if people were saying stuff about Tatum, I get yep, it. I'd be the go. same way. Um, but I, I, it's also, and I guess this is my last note on it, is it's like because it keeps happening with Russell – it's almost like the snake eating its own tail because people see that he gets hot and bothered. So they're like, Oh, I'm going right. to get him hot and bothered. Like they're like, I want to, yes. I want to be the person to get Russell to flip the fuck out today. And it's like, okay, well, no, that shouldn't be your angle going into the game fan. Yeah. But also Russell, you should understand that there are fans who want to do this to you. So like, it's gotta be a give right. and take on both sides of being like, this is going to be a thing, especially targeted at Russ. Um, it, it shouldn't be like he is a great player, has always been a great player, but you know, people chirp, people say whatever they want to say. Um, and at this point you would think, uh, Russell's used to it. It's like, nope, he's just going to give it right back. And you know what? I, I almost, I almost give him credit for it, but at the same time, don't let it stop the game. That's fair. (laughs) <laughs> like I, I think that's the sure. only thing like i, I i'm not gonna tell russell westbrook not to defend himself i love when he chirps back i love when he gets you know heated and he tells a fan to sit the fuck down like that's awesome like yeah. if i was chirping if i was chirping an nba player and they told me to sit the fuck down and shut the fuck up i'd be like yes sir <laughs> like yeah i'd be like okay i'm that, sitting that that I'm would sat. end it for me i would be like i'm yeah, yeah. exactly i'm sat <laughs> you win <laughs> you get paid millions of dollars you can get me thrown out of here i'm done yeah, uh, but back to back weeks of the Clippers, you know, and their geriatric ways. <laughs> kind of pulling it together. I, are they? They're a little by they're, comparison. They're, what yeah, they're, they're better. They're but they are better than they were before. Um, but since last week, what are they? They're only. They're one and two in the last week. They lost the Nuggets and the Warriors. Yeah. So they're still trying to figure it out over there. I don't really care. I want success for Russ, but everyone else on that team, I really don't give a shit. <laughs> like That's Paul fair. George, play, playoff P, nah. James Harden, nah. Come on. The Claw, nah. The Walker that they all share, nah. I'm not, I'm not really Nice, nice. Good one. <laughs> Good one. Yes, I try. The geriatric Clippers. Um, Let's see. Mark Cuban. Do you see this? Mark Cuban is selling, and I have to phrase this correctly because I saw a lot of people get it wrong, selling a majority stake in the Dallas Mavericks. He will still be in charge of decisions. He will still be, uh, you know, the guy. But... He is selling a majority stake of the team for $3.5 billion uh, to put that in. 
Yeah, <laughs> big old chunk of change. To put that into perspective, though, he bought the team back in 2000 for $285 million. Wow. So That's it crazy. went from 300, uh, $300 million to $3.5 billion in 23 years. That is nuts. Um, it's not just the Mavericks that that speaks to. It also speaks to how big the game has gotten and everything like yeah. that. Um, but I, I, when I first saw this news, I was like, I will never like the Mavericks. Not that there's much of a chance for me to like the Mavericks, but I will never enjoy the Mavericks if Mark Cuban is not on the sideline. I love that guy. I love true. him courtside. Uh, he is one of the few good billionaires. Uh, so, you know, yep. I am very pro Mark. Um, but the people that he's selling it to, and I forget the name of the company, but the people that he's selling it to are the lead, uh, lead, yes, the lead uh, makers and creators of resorts and casinos. And so it turns out that the plan here is that he wants to make a resort casino with a new stadium in like the center of it. And I'm like, that's awesome. Right. Please do that. Yeah. The one problem is that their sports betting and gambling is not legal in Texas yet. So uh, it will be. Let's be real. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I was like, well, maybe Mark's just, you know, stepping down a little bit so he can go over to Congress and be like, hey, let's legalize this. Yeah, right. <laughs> Well, and it's it's very much uh, honestly it's pro it's proactive because like if you see what happened with my best frame of reference is the North Carolina legalized sports betting. It's still not legal, but they passed a bill that it will be legal in twenty twenty five, and okay. in the minute that it was like the day after the legislature announced that it was going to be legal, the Canes announced their plan to and that's the Carolina Hurricanes not raising Canes the the. A restaurant. Not, uh, the, not the restaurant. Um, <laughs> decided to release their plans to build this huge complex. It's not going to be a resort, but it will be a whole casino, a sports <clears throat> club, um, it, a lot right around the arena. So I mean, yep. it is it's proactive. That odds are it's going to be legalized there, just like it's going to be legalized everywhere. And so I think, except for maybe like Utah. Um, and so I think that it makes sense if that's the plan going forward to be thinking ahead at least then you have the plans in place um yep. before it happens so i mean you know and he's a good businessman so i kind of trust whatever yeah, it is money he's planning on he doing. knows that money makes money and he's just like yeah, i'll sell the team but i'm gonna get someone to buy it and be on my team that i want in my back right. pocket so a huge business move by him um the wmba uh i think is the only team uh, that I can think of the Connecticut sun uh, Mohegan sun, the resort, oh, the true. casino, they yep. play there. Um, yep. And sports betting only became legal in Connecticut in, I want to say 2020, uh, maybe 2021. Don't fact check. Yeah. Me. Um, but you know, that was, they were already there. They already like were giving the hotel casino experience. Now sports betting is legal. So they have all three of them. Um, and if yeah, that works good, in the WNBA, you can translate that to the NBA almost instantaneously. Um, I think it's a smart business venture. I think it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, but Mark Cuban says winning. That's that's the that's the headline here is even when he's selling a majority of his team, he is still one staying in the seat of power and two making bank. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, it's and that's a good point. I hadn't even thought about. I know that the um like a lot of play. I mean, I mean like Little Caesars Arena where the Pistons play. Pistons are so bad. Um, where the Pistons oh, yeah. play uh, <laughs> and where the uh, uh, Red Wings play. Obviously, I hadn't even thought about how it is. It's very much in the middle of all these casinos. Like you can walk to casinos. I've done it a lot from. Mm-hmm little caesar's arena but i never really thought about how you're totally right that i can't think of any other stadium soon the canes but even other hockey teams i can't think of um any places that do that and i I mean it would be so successful i mean can you imagine you get people coming early to your games going and placing bets you know in the sports book or going to the casino i mean that's a money maker if i've ever heard one or they get a little drunk at the game. They have a couple one yeah. too many wobbly pops and they're just like, oh, well, we lost the game, but I can go win at the slots. And then they sit at the slots after the game for however long or go play poker or whatever or go bet on a different team. It it just seems so uh, like a no brainer. But Mark yeah. Cuban's the one paving the way. So I feel like a lot of teams are going to look into this now, uh, especially with him kind of setting up the blueprint with seeing it successful uh, in Connecticut with the the Connecticut Suns, which my Connecticut Suns did not win the WNBA championship. The Aces keep winning. Um, but also, well, yep. maybe the Aces. I don't know too much about uh, the Las Vegas oh, team. Oh, yeah, you'd think. Wow, that's yeah, actually I don't really know. Let me look at... I don't know okay, where they play. The... <laughs> you were the... First, I'll check, I'll check the, the Golden Knights. Um... They play at T-Mobile Arena, which is – nope, it's not. It's right next door to a casino. Um, okay. But let me see where the Aces play. I mean, it's almost like in Las Vegas, if you walk out of any building, a casino's within walking This distance, is true, so. yeah. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily have to be on the property. Um, yeah. Um, they play at Michelob Ultra Arena, which is just awesome. Um, it is. It's a Mandalay Bay MGM resort, so it has to be. A there you go. Casino as well. Okay, so WNBA the, knows what they're doing. Yeah, the Aces and the Sun are uh, leading the way in that, and I'm honestly smart. Like it's just a, a no-brainer business opportunity. Yeah, you'd make money off of me if I ever. Well, I mean, I I've gone to Mohegan so many times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I used to spend before, like we would go to a. a if like my ex-boyfriend uh, Hunter and I were going to a, a fucking Red Wings game, we spend like we'd go early and spend like two hours beforehand in the casino losing all of our money. And then we'd go yep. after the game. Too. <laughs> I mean, like it's it's an immediate grab. If that was inside a little Caesars arena, I probably would miss the game. I'd be out there <laughs> money into machines. Be like, oh, the game starts in 15 minutes. We got time. We got time. We got time. <laughs> we got time. A couple more hands, yeah. Uh but it will be interesting to see uh, what NBA teams follow suit next. Also, WNBA teams, NHL teams. Like, it's smart. Uh, you know, sports yeah. betting is not going away. It was something that was illegal and underground for so long. And now that it's, you know, being legalized, people are, are even more apt to do it. Uh, you know, you had plenty of people who didn't want to go through bookies and be underground about gambling. But now that it's at, you know, the forefront, like basically the forefront of our culture. Um, right. It it only makes sense to plan ahead and, you know, more. I mean, I don't see it happening with like TD Garden, like the way that it's set up. 
there's nothing around. We're not going to move TD Garden. Uh, Got to stay on those train tracks. <laughs> Just can't, yeah, can't right. leave the station. Um, but <sighs> it it will be interesting to see what teams uh, follow suit and you know go forward with that business plan because, like I said, and like you said. That's just, that's money maker. <laughs> like that is a no brainer money maker. <laughs> um, like I'd hand out a hundred dollar bills if you walked into my stadium and was just like, "Here you go," and they'd be like, "What's this for?" I'd be yeah. like, "You know, you know." Here's a hundred dollars. Go figure it out. No one's pocketing that money. They're gonna go hit a slot machine or go hit a 100%. table or something. <laughs> like it'll go right back into the pocket. Um. I don't. I, if there, if anyone ever gives me a hundred dollars to walk into a game, <laughs> Yo, no, it's not I'm realistic. There. But <laughs> I'm, I'm going to that game. I don't care who it I is, wish. even if it is the zero and fifteen in November Pistons. I would go. <laughs> I the no win November Pistons. I it's rough. <laughs> I'm fun. Kate Cunningham, you got to put me in a mental hospital. I am oh. unwell. See, that's the thing is like Cade's pretty good. Uh, and I don't know if he is going to want to be the guy that they build around. Because if you're losing yeah. 0-15 in a month, I want the fuck out. <laughs> like, yeah. I want to go to now some team talking... that can compete. Right. We're talking now it's his, you know, second, uh, third year. Yeah, this is third year. Ooh. Yeah, I think it's his third year. Now we're in his third year. Yeah, um, yep. you know, you were the number one draft pick by kind of a mile um, that yep. year. And you have now been with this team for a few years that and they've really done nothing. I mean, like they got Monty Williams, nope. which is great. I really like Monty Williams. However, great coach. I mean, the everything they've tried, I mean, and they have tried. You saw them when they moved Drummond. You saw them when they tried Blake Griffin. Like, obviously, that was a year before he, uh, yeah, a year before he was there. But, like, you've seen the Pistons trying to make a a winning team. But, man, it is demoralizing to watch them play. For sure. I mean, but it almost seems like they can't get out of their own way because they were offered mm. – and I'm gonna I'm gonna mess this up because I always confuse the two Bogdanoviches, but I think they have mm, Bogdan. Yes. They had a Bogdan Bogdanovich who uh quote unquote random team offered them two first round picks for, and they said no thank you. And I'm like, yeah. why the fuck not? Why the fuck not? Like Yeah, I get it. He's a 20 point a game scorer and he's like good, but like you are not good. And like he's not gonna make it so that you win most of those zero and fifth like your losses in November. That's just he doesn't flip the script. Yeah, I mean they gotta uh, they gotta get uh, Eiserman, who's currently the general manager of the Red Wings over there. He's been making huge moves for the Red Wings. Maybe he can get in there mm -hmm. and uh, make some more effective changes for the Pistons. Or call up the guys that are, I don't know who runs the Lions, but the Lions are hot again for the first time since JFK. Yeah, true. <laughs> so, like, there are teams that are succeeding in Detroit and making the right moves. You have friends around you who can help you steer in the direct right direction. And uh, yeah. the Pistons the Pistons are not well. Um, no. It's and funny I, I enough. I want, I, want Monty, I want Monty Williams to succeed. But I'm That's what I was going to say. That's not funny that. enough. Monty Williams, when he was the head coach of the Suns, 
was 16 and 0 in November with the Suns, and now with the Pistons, he is 0 and 15. It's like, damn, what a night and day comparison. The difference, difference, <laughs> uh, years makes. Yeah. And it's, and I don't think it's honestly on Monty. I think it's a lot more GM, you know, yeah, decision making stuff like that. The pieces aren't there, you know. No, like they're, they're not. Which sucks because Cade Cunningham is such a great player, and I do think that his rise in the league has been stunted by the fact that he's playing for the Pistons. Like it just for sure, and would suck on the Pistons. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, like that's the thing is like I don't think right now it is an environment conducive of, oh, we're one, two pieces away. Like it's right. They are in a similar boat to the thunder with all the draft picks and capital that they have. But it seems like the thunder are cashing out on that. And the Pistons right. keep hitting bad bets. Like they just are not, yep. it's not working. Um, 100%. Everyone from the three, one, three, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. You, know, you guys know, I love you. I do. And you guys know that I love, you know, your man, Eminem, as everyone saw. Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> Someone came at me and underneath one of my uh, Spotify rap tweets uh, was like, oh, of course, the Celtics fan is a fan of Eminem. And I was like, what the, what oh, the fuck my do you God. mean by that? <laughs> that I is like, so. I, I was like, can you one? He's from Detroit. And he's a right. Detroit boy through and through. So like. I'm a Boston boy through and through. We do not line up on that at all. Um, yeah. If you're making this a race thing, then go fuck yourself. Uh, I was just, Every, I was it's, like, that's, <laughs> that's the joke with the Celtics. It'll always be the joke with the, with any Boston team really is that Boston is racist. And I mean, it definitely is, but then again, so is every other city. So, but it will I was going to say every joke. major city deals with racism. It, it's unfortunate right. and that shouldn't be the way that it is, but Boston is not exclusive to whatever everyone wants to label us as. Yeah, but people um, love that gut punch anytime anything has to do with the Celtics. It's racist. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. I get it. Now just go on. But but being an Eminem fan is not being racist. <laughs> like not that, racist. they're not conducive to one another. If anything, Eminem is very actually pro black you know that's pro- the rule if you like eminem <laughs> it means you're racist apparently <laughs> that's the rule <laughs> i don't know well well i'm not gonna well. say it <laughs> yeah, everybody, everybody not... start that rumor on twitter about marty no i'm just no, kidding do not do no, that no we are please don't do that <laughs> i don't need that heat um jesus uh but shout out eminem shout out detroit uh pistons fix it figure it out <laughs> please um let's see uh we talked about him last week so might as well talk about him now Bronny uh is mm-hmm. cleared to come back to practice at usc um good oh, news yeah? it will definitely help his case i think that you need to play uh well actually i don't I don't know how the one and done rule works, but I do believe that you need to play a majority of your season and attend a majority of your classes to qualify for one yeah. and done in the league. Um, so they, aren't I they changing do, that. Aren't they changing that next year anyway? I know like there's a push for it. I know there's a push for it to, to raise the shirts. Yep. Yep. Um, Josh Giddy was not wearing one of those shirts. Uh, that's the only dig I'm going to, that's the only dig I'm going to make. 
Yep. Um, Real. But Bronny back onto the path of uh, getting himself, one, healthy, which is great, and two, uh, draft eligible because as good as – as good as Bron Bron is, as good as LeBron James is, waiting an extra year is not something he wants to do. Yeah, um, right. He, he wants to. He wants to very much make this next year the him and Bronny show and figure it out from there. Uh, not yeah. another year of hanging out with AD and you know pretending that he loves the team that he very much <laughs> does not love. <laughs> um, but good for Bronny. Uh, another player coming back from injury. Wait, oh. I was going to say about the Bronny thing. Did you see him say, uh, LeBron James, known good guy, saying that he'll miss, he doesn't care, he'll miss any Lakers game, take any punishment, fine, whatever, um, to make sure that he can be at his son's first college basketball game, which is very cute. That's adorable. I mean, like, as much yeah. shit as I want to give LeBron James and as much I call him corny and, you know, a go- like yeah. a goofball and everything, like, he does seem to be a pretty stand-up guy and a good dad. He loves um, his family. Yeah. He, he loves he his, family. For his family. He's he's very pro uh Savannah. He's very pro the kids. You know, yep. he is uh he is a family man through and through. Um and that is something I will never knock LeBron for. So that is cool. Um I almost hope that it comes at a very crucial game for the Lakers yeah, right. because I hate the Lakers. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh well, we got a game against the Nuggets, and it's like do or die. But I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> or it's like an in-season tournament game. I gotta go. <laughs> right. Uh, speaking of which, the in-season tournament is the the elimination round is complete, or the group the group stage round. I can, I can't stage, keep yep. all the all these names, all know. these terms. Nobody it's knows. all too new. <laughs> but the group Nobody stage is over. Uh, the Snel- the Celtics squeaked in um, by dominating, yeah, dominating against the Bulls. Um, and so the quarterfinals are set. I believe they start on December 4th. Um, but the matchups right now are Suns-Lakers, Pelicans-Kings, Knicks-Bucks, and Celtics-Pacers. Um, yes, sir. I... I- don't know. I think that these games still count as regular season games. Um, and then it's the next round that does not. Uh, but I also, I do this whole, this whole thing is so new and confusing to me. It is. Confusing. You know, we, we make up our understanding of it as we go. Um, but Celtics, uh, those players, I, everyone was saying, uh, <laughs> this is for Luke Cornett's mortgage. That's why we're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, all right, guys, I love that. So let's get Luke Cornett yeah. a little extra cash. I I can't believe. Uh, did you see the video of uh, they're talking to Billy Donovan after the uh, <coughs> game the other night when the Bruins, I was going to say Bruins, wrong sport, when the Celtics had to <laughs> uh, win by 23. Um, yep. But still, in addition to needing to win by 23, I forget the Knicks had to lose, I think, in their game or the other way around. They had to win, whatever. Uh, and you hear a cheer go off in the locker room while Billy Donovan's doing his press conference when clearly the Celtics realized that the other that the that they were going yep. to get in or make it to the next round. Um, oh, yeah. Which is, I mean, I think, you know, it, it, I get and I think that Joe was right when he was saying, you know, before the game, we don't, it's not as much as much as they, 
I th- honestly, I think Adam Silver is in all of their ears saying, you have to pretend to care about this. You need to make it seem right. like okay. <laughs> um, And so, like, Joe was very careful with his words when he was, yeah, when he was asked about it. And he's like, I think it's good. Um, you know, we'd love to make it. But at the end of the day, this is a regular season game. We have to win it. Um, and we're mm-hmm. not going to sit there and, and really focus on winning by 23 or whatever they had to win by. Um, but they did, which was cool. And I... You know, Pacers on deck. We remember the last time we played the Pacers. It was awesome. We won by like fifty. So, yep. <laughs> but the, pa- the Pacers have been have been stepping up. Yeah, the Pacers have been very good. Um, Hallie was out when we beat them by fifty. So to see Halliburton play against us will be fun. Um, we probably yeah. won't win by fifty at that point. Probably only win by twenty. But yeah, <laughs> more reasonable number probably. More, more reasonable. Um, also, uh, pertaining to the in-season tournament, did you see Wick's statement about the court? So Wick, uh, came out and he was like, we actively asked to have that caramel brown, whatever color you want to call it strip in the middle of the court, be our parquet. Mm. He was like, I wanted it to be the parquet flooring. We asked for it multiple times. And we were basically yeah. told, no, fall in line. You have to do what everyone else is doing. And this was like, okay. okay, that makes me feel better that at least Wick was on our side. And like, you know, right. we that, wanted that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like Wick knows, okay, the parquet flooring is important to the Celtics culture and the Celtics fans and everything like that. Uh, but it was more of a uh, pee-pee slap from above of, you know, <laughs> no, <laughs> fall, fall in line. Fall in line, do what everyone else is doing. Just because you're the Celtics, you don't get to get away with something different, but whatever. Um, but Wick, we see you. You're a man of the people. I appreciate that. Yep. Um, I'm just, I'm so glad that we have a team or we root for a team that has like, you know, a governor, a GM and a coach that I can get behind. Like none of yeah. them, they all seem to be working in unison as one unit everyone's talking to everyone um and they all have you know the team uh success and the fan happiness at like the forefront it's yeah, not I like that for every franchise i i was gonna say i think that we are uh, especially <coughs> privileged i always say you know being from maine i was fortunate to be born where we cheer for these teams um and you know, because there is such a history to them and such a like that part is so important that I think they're extra careful with like, you know, the, the people they put in the positions that, that they're in and there's a, a standard to uphold. And, you know, there are dark years. We've been there. We know it. Um, but Kyrie it's just Irving. I, yes, but I always <laughs> feel like at least we're pretty safe from outrageous and egregious things i'm not gonna on wood now because watch something ridiculous happen um that you know there's a standard of excellence in boston that is important to all their sports teams so i um it's always good to see i'm glad that we weren't the only ones saying we wanted it because that was the obvious choice and clearly they knew it was the obvious choice but then instead they were like no i'm yeah i'm glad that it came out that wick was like we want parquet flooring and he got told no rather than you know we just happen to fold and you know go with what everyone else was doing right um uh kelly Ubre, i have a note here oh, kelly yeah. Ubre is on his way back from his 
horrific car accident, bike accident. Uh, he yeah. is set to, hoping to come back sometime this week. Um, so good for Kelly Oubre. Uh, they could have used you last night, buddy, but whatever. I digress. Um, they could have used Maxi or Embiid, but we're not. Whatever. <laughs> Al Horford owns the 76ers. That's Correct. just the reality. Did you see all the, the tweets? Because uh, Joel Embiid was out with a non-COVID illness, and everyone was like, the illness is Al Horford. <laughs> yeah, literally. It's true. Like He's, he's oh, and sick Al, of Al playing was, Al. Al was on fire. Oh, yeah. Al was no, Al, with the block. Al, 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 as of late, has been pumping up his numbers, getting uh, better minutes, playing a lot better. Um, Honestly, and being, you know, sixth man, like, that's – what more could I ask for of, of our six? Exactly. Man? I mean, and he stepped he, up in the absence of Kristaps. Yep. Correct. He yeah. stepped, he stepped back into that starter role and was like, I remember how to do this. I'm good. We're good. Um, so, you know, and I hope that that, oh, it, I hope that translates to when, you know, Porzingis is back and Al moves back down uh, the line. I hope that he continues to bring that same level um, even even off the bench, because obviously right now he has to you know shoulder a lot more of the weight as really the only right. capable big man. Um, no offense to Cornet, um, well, we, but we also have Nemeas Keda who's been playing true. pretty good, who has looked great. Yep, yeah. this is true. Um, which uh, I was so... something I was calling for in the, the, the preseason, and I'm happy that that's panning out. I yep. don't know how I feel about the meme right now of the Al Horford Nemeas Keda. Uh, front court, but uh, people are leaning into the Al Qaeda uh, cheering, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, you just got beat by Al Qaeda, and I'm like, oh, all right. Is this what we want? Is this what branding we oh want to lead into? <laughs> oh my god, I had not seen that. Wow, that is something else entirely. Funny, funny for the memes. Oh. It's it's a good oh, LOL, did you but. <laughs> I don't know if you just saw it. It just popped up on my Twitter. Uh, Amanda responded to me saying, can somebody wake up the meat man? Uh, she said the Jesus. key is to call him 97 times. I mean, that is fair. Um, yeah, no, that is that's that usually works. If my phone is buzzing off the Classic. hook. I'll go, Whoa, what? What? Hello? <laughs> it's it's three hours past when you're supposed to be awake. Oh, 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 OK. I'm up. <laughs> I'm up. I'm good. I'm up. Everything's good. Um, well, shout out Amanda, Larry's uh, girlfriend. <laughs> uh, let's see. Zach Levine, not only in trade talks, but also out for a week. Uh, take it or leave it. The Bulls are bad. Like they could, they, he could be injured for the rest of the year, um, and it wouldn't make a difference on their win column. Uh, I, what do you do if you're Chicago? Like, how do you write this ship? You're out. You don't have Lonzo for until next year. You have yeah. DeRozan, you have Levine, you have Caruso, who are all players who aren't necessarily stars right now or like, you know, popping off, but they're players that teams want. Um, right. I, I don't. I don't understand why there hasn't been. I understand there are trade talks, but I don't understand why it hasn't been more of a pressure cooker to really, you know, right this ship or just get a load of draft picks or whatever right. or young talent. Uh, it's not working, Chicago. 
you guys are not playing well. You guys are not figuring it out. You have guys, uh, you have DeRozan, who's, you know, towards the tail end of his career and probably wants to fight for another ring. Uh, you have Levine, who wants to be, you know, a, probably at this point, a big piece of a big three. I don't think he wants to be the one anymore. I think he's come down yeah. to earth and realized that he's just a glorified he... dunk contest star. <laughs> this is true. Uh, and then you have Caruso, who was, you know, Austin Reeves before Austin Reeves was Austin Reeves. Um, and, you know, a valuable, a valuable piece in, in Alex Caruso, but not like a world uh, ender, a world changer. Uh, but they right. have pieces to move. They have things to, you know, kind of send away. And I don't know. I feel like there's something with and it kind of speaks to what we were talking about with the Celtics, like with the history, with the uh, talent uh, that Chicago has always had that now they're like, mm, well, we can't just fold. We can't just, you know, take a down year. We have to keep continuing to try. And it's like, no, at some point the writing's on the walls. <laughs> yeah, no. And I think that that's sort of where they're, where they're at. And I mean, there were a lot of rumors of Marty is gone. Oh, there he is. Um, <laughs> there are a lot of rumors. He just like disappeared, but I hadn't been looking. I unplugged my so computer. I had to plug it back in. <laughs> um, but I think that, uh, you know, there were, there were talks that Levine could potentially be shipped off in exchange for draft capital, but it doesn't <coughs> sound like that's going to happen. I don't know. The way that the tweet that I saw made it sound like just nobody wanted him, which I don't think that that's true, but maybe it is. I mean, he's not. Or maybe it's not at the asking price that the, the bulls are putting out. Maybe yeah. they're like, you know, he's a star. He's getting paid X amount of money. We need this much back, and they're all like, hey, "Yeah, no, like right. you're not getting that." Yeah. We'll for give sure. you a bag of peanuts. So we'll take exactly the for a bag yeah. of peanuts. But <laughs> I don't know. Ah, great, yeah. I'm sorry. So I don't know. Um, yeah, it it's kind of hard to. Um, there's just a lot of these teams. You know, we're talking about the Pistons. We're talking about you know the Bulls. Kind of, it's like you got to piss or get off the pot. Like if it's not working. It's time to try something else. You have to. Am I wrong? <laughs> I mean, no, at I least just, that's a real. I haven't heard that phrase. All, I, yes, that's a real I one though. I haven't heard it in forever. <laughs> anyway, or shit, or get off the pot, whatever you want. Um, that I just think that now that the the time is sort of closing in on them the the opportunity window here is is shrinking so um yeah. but you know it's i mean they've the, been struggling the for more a while, they lose the yeah i agree they have been struggling for a while but the more they lose the less valuable these players become like you gotta get you gotta you gotta move i agree piss or get off the pot like you gotta make a move to uh what is the word uh, something their value, uh, maximize, maximize the value that you I couldn't yeah. think of the word maximize. Jesus, um, yeah. maximize the value of the players that you have because if you keep losing, if you become the team that is like, oh, we're very clearly down near the Pistons, uh, you know, people are going to try and pull the wool over your eyes and get these players for nothing. So, uh, right. it's do or die in the Bulls, uh, camp, and I think it's time to roll over and die 
Um, it is not your year. Yeah. <laughs> it is a down year. You have to accept it. Uh, get what you can for the players that you can move. Uh, you know, really assess the young talent that you have. And you know what? Like, no fault to your own. Lonzo's out. That sucks. That's a huge blow. Uh, one of your like key pieces. But like, if you couldn't figure it out without him, you have to go. Okay, when Lonzo comes back, we need to make a a, a better push, a better core around what we can have. Right. Um. But also, I don't care. You are the team that was carried by Pippen and MJ, and like you know that those years are over. Uh, you, years are over. I, I Derek Rose years are over. Chicago. Well, yeah, the Derek Rose years ended when his knees were uh, destroyed. Um, yeah. like they kind of happened simultaneously. Um, moving on to the MVP ladder. I have to laugh because the NBA, I think it was NBA TV, Twitter, uh, posted it yesterday and they were like, oh, here's your rookie ladder for 23-24 season. And then they had Joker, Embiid, Luka, SGA, Giannis. And I was like, what year are we in where these are the rookies yeah. of the year? <laughs> um, Jesus. But they, later, they later fixed it back to being the MVP ladder. But uh, as it stands, Joker is still standing at number one. Embiid still at number two. There is a tie, and hats off to SGA because he may he's continuously making me eat my words that I didn't see him climbing up this ladder. But he is tied at yeah. three with Luca. Uh, two weeks ago he was at five. A week ago he was at four. Now he's tied at three. Um, Giannis jumped all the way up to five. Which, whatever. Um, what are we doing out here? It's because Dame hates his life right now, and Giannis is putting everyone back in his backpack, but whatever. Uh, Halliburton at six, Tatum at seven, so Tatum falls out of the top five, whatever. Uh, Durant parked at eight, Anthony Edwards free falls from six to nine, and LeBron again parked at ten. Um and the fact that LeBron and KD didn't move makes me feel like what I said last week is more correct, that they're just there yeah, because they're there. Right. <laughs> like They're like, nope, these are our you know, steadfast gauges. If you're above or below KD and LeBron, then yeah. that's what we figure out. <laughs> like, they're that's like our the gauge. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I can't believe that. I don't... Look, I obviously, I have a lot of bias here. If you guys didn't know, I'm a Celtics fan and I'm a Jason Tatum fan. So I whoa. feel like, whoa, I know that's, I've been keeping that in for a while. Um, but Breaking news. <laughs> I, yeah. I think that, did I also mention that I went to Michigan? Um, I think that, <laughs> I whoa. think that uh, <laughs> the, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not buying that JT is at seven. I'm not buying that Luca is at three. I'm fine with Shea being pretty high up. I'm obviously fine with Jokic being pretty high up. Embiid, whatever, I'll get over it. But I don't know. I don't think that it makes sense to make Tatum fall that far. Because A, I don't think he got that much worse over the course of a week. Nor did any player that is above him got significantly better. 
And um, we went three and zero oh in this week. Yeah, I don't like know what that's about. <laughs> um, yeah, I. And the thing about like if I with the Kevin Durant thing, if I'm Devin Booker, I'm pissed that that Kevin Durant yeah. is somehow still coming out as like the star of this team <laughs> when I really consider Devin Booker be playing pretty well. When he, obviously, yeah, was hurt, but now that he is there and and playing like. I don't know. Show some respect to him. Put some respect on his name here. It is. It is books team. Like I don't like that they're like every time KD goes to a team, they try and make it quote unquote his team. Yeah, like, those days are over. Devin Booker's team. Those days are it, done. Those days have been over. They they ended when he went to the Warriors, and for yeah. whatever reason, every team since it's been like, oh, this is KD's new team. It's like no, KD's joining who's already there, except for the right. Nets because they you know, changed everything and got a big three at the same time. So like, whatever, but that didn't work. Um, yeah. But yeah, there should be more respect on Devin Booker's name. I don't understand Tatum in a little bit of a free fall. Um, I don't really understand Giannis coming up. Like, I, yeah, I think there's a very clear cutoff between one and two, like Embiid and Joker are just playing the same game. They've been playing the last three years now into year four of competing for the MVP title. And then there's everyone else underneath. Like, I really think it is a two. We'll, we'll we'll bring it into something that Joker can write to a two pony race. Two Uh, two horse race. (laughs) uh, Joker being the, the prize pony and Embiid being the uh, next in show. Yeah. Whatever thief, the one who snuck in by a nose last year. Um, yeah right like that's crazy to me though like if if joker was mvp last year he would be going for four in a row right now that's crazy like for him to be like this good like he he's kind of makes sense he's so good (laughs) he is so good so good yeah i i know i saw um like last night or this morning um molly on twitter what's her last name i forget she's great i love her stuff um but she put out about how like it's pretty there's just such a big like he's just unbelievable like he'll just get a triple double and it's not a big deal you know we've sort of now i think when he first was really when he first like became really good and we all started noticing like that now it's gotten to the point where we've just sort of allowed it to become normal in our brains that I don't think we we remember or fully appreciate how insane it is that he's doing the things that he's doing. Like, exactly. you know, now we're like, oh, that's just, you know, that's just, that's just him. That's like, Joker. What he does. Yep. But it's crazy. I mean, he's crazy good, which is just, you know, absurd. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think arguably he could have been and should have been MVP last year. Um I don't know if you remember last week when I was like trying to figure out the longest time in between. I think it was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, but it was still only like three years. Like there was only like a two or three year gap from one of his to his Mm -hmm. last one. Um, So obviously a year off wouldn't be a big deal for for Jokic. But if he keeps playing like this, who knows how long he's going to continue to be at the top of this list. I mean, yeah, could be a lot. He's a triple-double machine. Uh, he yep. is a clear leader on that team, a successful team, um, really changing the game. Uh, away from centers that I love and appreciate of paint piece, but also not so much in the sense that like he's not so much of a stretch 
five as he is just an right. all around insane talent. Like he's giving, he's diming. Yeah. Like I, I can, I can appreciate that. Like he's not just getting, he's getting 10 rebounds and 10 assists. Like, okay. So you're under the yeah. basket, but you're also outside of the, the arc. Like he's like the guy, his game is something that we haven't seen before. Um, and yeah, if anyone, if anyone wants to build themselves after anyone, we should be looking at more guys trying to be Joker than anything else. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, it'll be interesting to see, obviously this is years down the road, but like the kids growing up now or the, the kids in high school now that are like, I want to be Joker, like what they're going to be when they come into the NBA, because it, he is a phenomenon. He is a seven foot, not like not your super athletic build that we're used to in the NBA, but still just dominating. Like he, he is breaking the mold. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> um, I'd love to see Tatum come up. I'd love to see Halliburton come up. I love the rise that SGA is on, but right now, I mean, it is the Joker Embiid race again. Uh, and until that is at least shooken up uh, until at least one of them, either Joker goes down to two shooken up. Shooken. That's what we're going with. Shaken. Shooketh. Shaken up. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what I meant. I know. I know. And I, you've been, you've been pulling punches. <laughs> I've been very nice. All right. But you said hands and needs, and that was hilarious. <laughs> I was just. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you guys didn't see, I I don't know what I was wanting to, but I just said, oh, was one of our friends on Twitter just said something ridiculous. And then I was like, I'm on my hands and knees uh, instead of hands and knees. I just wasn't thinking. And then Marty decided to <laughs> comment in reply to that. Something making a little joke about it. All right, Mr. Meat Man. Well, I mean, I'm on the grammar police. I'm under the radar, under the the spotlight every yeah. every week when I'm doing it. not not yeah. to any, honestly. I walk into it myself. <laughs> I uh, just you know can't speak English, uh, and Grace is My good at pointing that out. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't be wouldn't be cross court coverage if I didn't. Correct. <laughs> uh, but speaking of cross court coverage, we are now at the point where I've talked. We've talked about. All the NBA happenings of the week. Uh, and it's time to talk about the Celtics, who, like we said, went 3-0 and this week. We beat the Hawks. We beat the Bulls in a dominant fashion, which got us into the IST quarterfinals. And we beat the 76ers last night. White hot, as we've been saying. Uh, Hell yeah. Even with, even with all that, Kristaps uh, has been out for, I think it's been, two games now maybe three um you know we, we, this is what we wanted if the one concern we had going into the regular season especially with getting Kristaps on this team is if he gets hurt what does this team look like how do we adjust to that beating three teams in the east is a pretty great way to adjust with that <laughs> like it's true Winning games that you need to win is a great way to adjust to that. You know, we had to beat the Bulls by 23. We beat them by 27. That yep. shows that, you know, we're, we have our goals and our tests and our duties all at the forefront of everyone's minds. And they're connecting. The team is rolling. It's, it's great to see. Um, you know, I can't speak 
enough on how well Joe Missoula in year two has been as a coach. Um, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's something I expected. Um, it's something I hope for, but like watching it happen in real time is just putting the biggest shit eating grin on my face. One to all the EMA stands and two to everyone around the league who are like, who the fuck is Joe Missoula? You put some respect on my meerkat ass looking coach. All right. Like he is yeah, a right? beautiful, wonderful man. And he is good at coaching basketball. <laughs> Missoula ball yeah, is seriously. rolling. He's, I mean, you know, I, we all said that we wanted to see certain changes. We wanted to see things slightly different, you know, going into his second year. Um, I think he's delivering. It's just showing that he's taken a lot of adjustments made during the off season. Um, and he's made the most of them and you see him implement that every game. And I just, personally, I don't want to hear a word against Joe Mazzula's coaching abilities. I just don't think that we have a place to be saying that stuff, but people on Twitter still say it. Yeah. People on Twitter are going to say it to the day they die. But, uh, you know, again, sample size is the same for Ime and for Joe. They've both coached one rookie year and are in their second year. And Joe has the overall win losses. Joe has the, you know, success. Joe didn't, you know, stick his dick where it didn't belong and get in trouble. Like, I don't know. That makes him a better coach in my book. Crazy. What a concept. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, who would have thought? But yeah, who would have thought if you, you know you just follow the code of conduct of your job that you could be successful? <laughs> Crazy, Ime. What a what a concept. Um, but in our win against the Hawks, we won by 10. Uh, Tatum had 34, nine and four. JB had 21, seven and three. Al Horford had 15 freaking rebounds in that game. Derek White had 11 assists, like cooking against the Hawks. Uh, I said it last week. I'll say it again. They're, they're like a year away from being the Bulls. Uh, I don't. I don't know what's happening down in Atlanta. I don't know how you write the ship. Um, it's clear that, you know, there is not success baked into this DeJounte Murray, Trey Young uh, pairing. Uh, not that those guys are bad players, but it just, you know, they're nine and nine. They're, they're a literally at 500 team. Uh, do you need a, a piece to get them over that hill? I don't know. Or is it time to you know, rework the drawing board. I'm not a big enough Atlanta fan to figure that out for myself. Yeah, right. uh, you know, I don't go and I don't rack my brain every night and go, how does Atlanta get better so they could beat the Celtics? That's yeah. just not something that keeps me up at night. No, <laughs> no it's not. Um, and then the next game was the dominant win over the Bulls. Uh, Great homestand, by the way, for the Celtics. You know, just still back undefeated, at home, baby. Winning games, haven't lost in the garden. I, I, someone went in there and saged it. They had to have. Someone went in there and, you Real know, after. did, did some anti Kyrie shit. Yeah. For both uh, the was, Bruins and the Celtics, I was worried we were going to have to burn TD Garden to the ground, honestly. I I mean, you and everyone else. And right now, yeah, the Bruins, I was ready. Are, uh, Bruins are rolling. The Celtics are rolling. The Garden looks safe right now. That's true. Uh, <laughs> we beat the... That's until, that's until I arrive there on January 6th. <laughs> down, 
sounds like I'm making another joke, but uh, oh Jesus, what is this? Is this a TD insurrection? <laughs> that's you know it could be. You put Lauren and I in the same place, you never know what's gonna happen. <laughs> Please no, leave leave TD Garden alone. Um, let's see. We beat the Bulls 124 to 97. They couldn't even put up a hundred on us. They are five and fourteen. Jesus, the Bulls are bad. Um, Tatum with 21, JB with 38 and six. Uh, Al Horford with another almost double double. Drew Holiday's been picking it up. Derek White's Derek. I love Derek White. Um, I love him so much. Like, I I just he's so great. He's like everything he to me. The most beautiful little X factor that we could have ever picked up. And, you know, at, when it first happened, I love that uh, on Twitter, everyone just takes the uh, headline. And it was from like a Celtics focused uh, news outlet. I can't remember which one, but it was like the Derek White trade is a mistake. And it's like from yeah. the day it happened. And the, every time we win or Derek White goes off, they're just like, yeah, we're just going to repost that. And yeah, we're going to repost that. <laughs> it's just like, mm. yep. imagine, yeah. imagine doing sports casting or podcasting or sports reporting and being wrong. Couldn't be us. Could not be us. <laughs> um, but yeah, dominant win over the Bulls. Uh, not much to talk on there. The Bulls barely showed up. Uh, and we ran up the score because we had to. So one thing I don't like about the IST, because <clears throat> I kind of agree with the notion of basketball, where if you're winning the game and it's the fourth quarter and, you know, it's pretty much clear that you're going to win. You pull your starters, they pull their starters and you let the game happen. Um, yeah. But the IST has the baked in uh, points differential. So we had to win by 23 or more to basically almost completely solidify our spot in the quarterfinals. Uh, so not that I'm mad about yeah. it. I got to see if, you know, a full four quarter game from Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, which is always nice. You don't get most of those. Uh, you don't get those yeah. in blowout wins, I should say. Um, and we've had a couple of those this year. Um, but I do think it's a little bad towards sportsmanship towards, you know, the sank quote unquote sanctity of the game. Um, yeah, but you know, Adam, Adam Silver wants to see those games where it's like 150 versus 130. Like he wants points on the board. <laughs> so I get it. Yeah. Um, and then we move to last night's. It was a good game. I'm not even going to lie. It was a good game against the Sixers. They were without Tyrese Maxey and Joel Embiid, and they still put up a fight. Um, Papev had 20. I was going to say 28, but I'm wrong. 26 points, eight rebounds, and seven assists. Like, Pat Bev had a Pat Bev game. Like, what the hell? Um, yeah. Not enough to beat for us. A guy, not enough to beat us. For a guy that, <laughs> it feels like he's been in the league for the past 50 years. I, I can't yeah. believe he's still uh, performing at that level. But, I mean, good on him for, you know, taking on the onus of sort of being the only good player right now on the Sixers. No, not, not everybody chill out. I meant playing in that game. All right. Um, but no, I mean, he ups, he upstaged Toby. He upstaged True. like the, the three best players for the Sixers last night were Patrick Beverly, DeAnthony Melton and Robert Covington. Like, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know what world we're living in here. Um, but 
he, I don't, I always forget. I don't forget. I know he's still in the league, but I'm always like, feels like I've been talking about Patrick Beverly for like the past 15 years watching basketball. So, I mean, the yeah. fact that he's still <laughs> out there and, and performing at this level is, is good. I mean, the, the Sixers, they put up a good fight. They definitely capitalized on, uh, we had a pretty sloppy second quarter. Um, yep. and you saw the 76ers sort of continue to push um, I do think we still have a habit of playing down to teams and we did get it together yes. and we stayed calm and especially down the stretch were consistent when we needed to be. But like, you know, I don't want to be that neck and neck in the beginning of the game. And I know beggars can't be choosers here that neck and neck in a game where there's no Joel, you know, there's no, obviously, right. Um, it, it just, I'm glad we got it together, but that's the sort of thing that I want to see us improve upon going into the end of the season. Like th those aren't, they're not huge things that need to be fixed, but it does still feel like we played down, you know? Yeah. And I, I agree. I don't think it's a huge thing. We won the game. Um, you know, we, we walked away with the W, but it is something that's kind of consistent for the past three years i would say um e even going back to you know when Eme was here is like if a team is quote unquote bad or without their key player or starters we do play down and that's not a habit that we should get into because and it, and it really seems like a bad habit that we kind of are in um yeah a little bit better this year for sure uh, i think there's a lot more focus this year on the team a lot more uh you know i think if i have to look at it in retrospect, I think that what Joe Missoula did last year by not calling timeouts was actually a way to play into this year. Um, because one, he's calling timeouts a lot better this year. But two, he really put the onus on the players to get themselves out of the binds that they put themselves in. He's like, don't count on me to call a timeout and break their stride. It's like, you guys are on yeah. the court. You guys are the guys like, I'm not playing. You like I can call a timeout, but just because they're on a twenty and zero run doesn't mean that me calling timeout is going to end that. You guys have to stop that, right? Um, yeah. So now to see it this year play out a little bit more, where you know uh, we're still falling into that habit, but not we're not losing those games now. That is progress. I want more progress, but we are trending in the right direction. No, I agree. I think that it's, and again, it's all, all these complaints that we have and these things that we're talking about still early in the season. Um, and that's what matters. We've said it time and time again. We'll always say it. The mistakes being made now makes me feel better going forward that they can be made. They can be fixed in the future. So yep. as much as, you know, it's our job to <laughs> complain about the little things we got the dub. I think that we're we've established we're fourteen and four, better, like yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're a much better team, I think, than uh, you know a lot of the naysayers anticipated, and these these like little things, I'm okay with those coming in time. You know, I I I think that that would that's always been a huge problem is the is the the hubris going into the playoffs the past few years to the Celtics of them being yep. this uh, unbelievably dominant team, and yeah, sure they've then been fairly dominant, but then you see those those things that need to be fine tuned start, start to, you know, break through and, and make themselves known. Um, so again, if it's now great, if these are the things we're doing now, then I trust Missoula and I trust the players and the team to make adjustments going forward, you know, for sure.
no, I agree. Um, bang out all the wrinkles, all the bumps, all the, you know, everything. Get it, get it done in the early season. Get it done when, you know, you have time to figure it out. Get it done when it's not crunch time. Uh, don't fall into your habits. Don't fall into your bad habits, I should say, um, when it's yeah. playoff time. Uh, right. Looking forward, let's see. Uh, that's not helpful. It looks like we have a week off, but I know that we don't. So maybe this round of the IST is not part of the regular season because our only game for this week is Pacers Celtics on December 4th on Monday. Uh, so it is, it is IST week. It is time to uh, buckle down and win that $500,000. Um, we have the Pacers up first. Uh, like Grace said, we beat them by 50 the last time we played them. I said it was without Halliburton, but again, I love Tyrese. I think Tyrese is a great player, but we beat you by 50. How much more are you going to help that team? <laughs> like if you put up a 50 piece, we go to overtime. We still beat you. I promise. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm excited to see what the IST quarterfinals, uh, semifinals and finals bring. Uh, to see what you know how this plays out and everything like that at this point it's you know something we can't avoid it we can't you know be like oh i don't i don't like the ist because it's right here in our face especially this week uh <laughs> it is very much yeah. the ist week um who do you have bucks Knicks? who do you think wins that game <laughs> desperately to be the Knicks. I would love that. That would be great. I'm saying Knicks. I'm I'm doing it. I'm All saying right. it. <laughs> Knicks. Well, I'm doubling down because one, I want it. And two, I think it can happen. Knicks beat the yeah. Bucks and then end up playing the Celtics in the next round. Um, the other matchup, Kings versus Pelicans. I think that's a fun matchup. I, you know, I don't I don't get too much time watching Western Conference teams just because we haven't played a lot of them. Um, but you know, the Pelicans are sitting at 11 and nine and the Kings are sitting at 10 and seven. Uh, you know, they're both good teams in the West. They both have been playing really well in the, uh, in season tournament. Uh, yep. I almost, I got it. I'm going to lean just because, uh, they're hoping that CJ McCollum and Trey Murphy are back this week. I'm going to lean Pelicans. Um, I think that, you know, they won't have like a chemistry issue of bringing those guys back. They're key players on the team. Um, I don't think there's going to be like a hiccup of like reintroducing them to the roster. I think adding that extra power is enough to get them over the Kings. So I say Pelicans over Kings, uh, which means that we have to keep looking at that ugly ass voodoo purple and green (laughs) court for another game. Yeah, I don't know. I mean... I'm still waiting, I think, for the Kings to really turn it on. I do think they're going to get there because I've been a little bit, not that they're doing like very poorly, but I think I just have affected a little bit more. And so I do think that that mm-hmm. will be coming, but I'd probably give it to the Pelicans. I just think that they're in a better spot right now um, to succeed. Um, and then the last matchup is against the 11 and eight Suns and the 11 and nine Lakers. I think this is the most closely matched team. They seem to, you know, always have uh, games against each other that are, 
down to the wire. It's like their new rivalry out there in the West. Um, LeBron versus KD. Uh, I can't say like AD versus <laughs> um, Booker because that doesn't really match up. Um, I'd love to see the Suns just smack the Lakers in the face. Uh, it's not anti. It's, my, my Lakers hate is never anti LeBron. I just want to put a caveat on that. Like he made his own choice and decided to go to the Lakers, but I fucking hate the Lakers. Period. The end. <laughs> so my anti Suns bias uh, is because I hate Kevin Durant. So I actually want the Lakers to win. I'm gonna be okay. honest with you. Um, <laughs> and you know, I think it, I think a lot of like the the how I don't have, I think, as strong of a hate for the Lakers. And I do hate the Lakers just because that's like a storied rivalry. I just think that because I've grown up in a time where the Lakers haven't been that great, at least since I started paying attention really to basketball, that mm -hmm. I don't feel that rivalry with as much depth. Um, you know, by the time like I was starting to pay attention to basketball, like Kobe was about to retire. Um, right. There wasn't really a big, you know, it was mostly, it was just the Celtics show. Um, and so... I am still so heavily in my Kevin Durant bias that I, my anti-Kevin Durant bias, that I think I would love nothing more than to see the Lakers beat him. I really would. I, I hate when he wins things. Fair enough. The only one we didn't agree on, and it's based off there of bias. <laughs> it, is. It, is, yes, it is. It is strictly hate that is fueling our decision on the Suns-Lakers game. Um, but I love that. Let's let's roll with that. Um Besides that, I mean, the Celtics are rolling, still first in the East. Uh, Wolves are still first in the West. Let's see. Did we get any questions this week? We did. All right. So. Yeah, we did. Oh, from Amanda, Larry's girlfriend, at not a man. Larry's girlfriend. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> That's awesome. If the NBA had whack-out songs like the MLB, what songs do you think the quote-unquote starting six would pick? Interesting. Um, Let's start with Tatum. Because he's okay. A1. Um, Jason Tatum. What would he walk out to? I mean, I almost feel like Tatum would walk out to something simple kind of you know not like yeah too showy not too over the top um it can't be we are the champions because we have he has no rings that would be you can't you can't do something like that <laughs> yeah no you can't be doing that um, um i don't know what's that classic drake song that everybody is uh, what's the i'm God's not a drake plan? fan if you can't tell god's <laughs> plan there you go there you go all right, God's but that you would be said, a good You could have said anything. You could have said like yeah. people <laughs> like, "Yep, <laughs> right." I'm gonna go with um, just because he's such a big uh, St. Louis kid. I'm gonna go with Nelly's "Hot in Here" uh, would be Tatum's walkout song. Oh, nice! Just because I do know that him and Nelly are cool. Uh, I'm pretty sure he would like text Nelly and be like, "Yo, man, can I use?" He'd be like, "Yeah, dude." Duh. Um, but just like as a nod to St. Louis, I think he would walk out to something by Nelly. Uh, and I'm going to pick hot in here because yeah. you know what? That's Tatum good, is hot one. in here. <laughs> um, Jalen Brown, JB. 
little more a little more rowdy a little more chip on his shoulder a little yeah. more gotta shut the, the haters up kind of guy and on my walkout song would probably reflect that yeah <laughs> um Jalen brown from Atlanta. i feel like and this is oh i was gonna make a i was gonna say i could see him like pulling out like a kanye song I mean, no, I could too. I mean, he was on Donda Sports for the like the yeah, week that it existed. Um, kind of briefly, not cool about it. Um, but I've forgiven you. Um, <laughs> like I don't know, like 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 a like a classic Kanye. I know I sound like a bitch and like the old Kanye, but like I miss stronger. the old Kanye. Yeah. Oh, stronger. You know, a good one. stronger. Um, I want somebody, and now I'm like fucking nba 2k 14 is coming out like i want somebody to have like uh i don't know who all the lights you know yeah <laughs> i mean jb could walk Literally. out to something like that um yeah i'm gonna go with bad and bougie by the migos one atlanta shout out to kind of fits jb's swagger and flow the whole way he just kind of carries himself um yeah he's like one of those silent but deadly kind of guys uh always got some some drip some swagger coming into the game so uh i could see him just kind of like wearing an all-time fit and then changing into the the uniform and coming out to bad and bougie yeah that's a good one migos um KP, I guess we'll go to Kristaps. Kristaps hmm. Porzingis. He could, I could go anywhere with this. I don't know any Latvian song. I really song, could. So. Yeah. <laughs> Something. Is there a song well, about did I ask, is this, is, this, is this what I want them to come out to, or is this what they would choose? Because <laughs> I would uh, want. No, what they would pick. Uh, I don't know anything about. Poor Zinga says music taste. I don't even know. The, so then, the, just, like, so I can then see just him pick be- what you want him to walk out to. <laughs> I can see him being like one of those psychopaths who like doesn't listen to music when they do things. Like he's just that's like, that's warming fair. Up. He's got his headphones in, but it's right? just silence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or he listens to a podcast while he's fucking taking shots. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, hey, if you're I... warming up right now, KP, what's up? <laughs> yeah. It's our podcast specifically. Um, exactly. I, I don't know. Do you have a good one for KP? I well, one I like want to just like find a song about unicorns, but I know that there are mm, few and far yes. between. And if and if there is one, um, then it's probably a children's song. So that would be a little weird if you walked out to a children's song. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, um, I'm gonna give him. Godzilla by Eminem and Juice World because he hates New York and he wants to destroy that city. Yeah. Boom. That's a good one. <laughs> a good one. I'm I'm I'll steal that one. That's a good one. Or just a Latvian song, you know, who knows. Yeah, or some the Latvian national anthem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I am from here. Okay. Cool. Uh, there you go. Let's see, Derek White, great white buffalo, mm. bald Derek White. 
Mm. Gotta have a good one. Oh, yeah. Derek White, the love of my life. <laughs> the love of a lot of people's lives right now, honestly. Yeah, really. Um, I'm returning to my Apple Music here. Let me see. I almost want to say, uh, no, I don't think he, it's not a very good NBA walkout song, but like Colorado Rocky Mountain High. Because <laughs> he's a Colorado <laughs> boy. Not, yeah, it's not, it's not really a, a doesn't strike Colorado. fear into the heart. <laughs> no. When he walks out. Everyone um, be like, what the fuck is this? No, I'm just like on the Kanye. Let's see, I'm going to get away from that. <laughs> Could see him like pulling out like a. I don't know. I'd love to see one of them. I don't know who it would be. I would love to see one of them do like uh, a Lil Nas X song, like uh, like um, oh, this one with Jack Harlow. Oh, uh, Industry Baby. Industry Baby. I would love that. Yep. You could almost say that Derek White would come out to uh, Industry Baby, just because like he's out here getting cuter. <laughs> He didn't peak in high school. He's yeah. out here getting cuter. <laughs> Every day, yeah. Back to back. I love hey, that. That's a good song. Um, oh, back to back is a great song. Got the Drake in me going. I thought you didn't like Drake. <laughs> I, I I don't, but that song's a banger. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, oh, Backing up to KP, what if he came out to like a Taylor Swift song? That would just be hilarious. That's, so that was why when I that's why when I asked when I said, "Is this what I want him to come out to?" Because I want him to come out to a Taylor Swift song. Like KP coming out to a Taylor Swift, he would be the only one to be able to get away with it on the team, and <laughs> that would be hilarious. Yeah, exactly. Um, I would like that. D Whistle, D White, um. You know what? I think that D White is such like a, a easygoing, like nice, cheery kind of guy. Maybe something yeah. like a little lighter, like Sunflower by Post Malone or oh, something like yes. that. Like it's one. still I actually hate still Post Malone, but I like that. <laughs> I know that that's a hot take. Everybody likes Post Malone, but why do you not like Posty? I hate his music, and I also find oh. him kind of insufferable. Um, okay. <laughs> So like, you I'm hate sure the whole thing about him. <laughs> I have never listened to any uh, Post Malone songs except for when he was on uh, when he did a a collab with Noah Khan on um, Dial oh, Drunk. Yes. That when he was fo yeah, slapped. Folk Malone. Folk Malone. Yep. Um, no, I'm gonna stick with that. I'm gonna go with Sunflower because I can also Good see d white kind of being like miles morales in the uh spider-man movie just kind of like yeah that's great um and then two more we have drew and al so true. if either one of them have a, al, a i could see like i just feel like al would come out to like a, like a song that like my dad would listen to like an older like Fucking, I don't know what's something a, a little song. jazzy. He would definitely, he would yeah, definitely lean like, into his age and pick something from like the eighties. <laughs> exactly, which 
is I think that that's uh the best option. Um, like summer of sixty nine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I for so Al funny. for Al I'm gonna go with Hello by Lionel Richie. <laughs> that's, that's good too. Yeah, I think Hello? That these are, this is. Is it me you're looking for? Yes, it is, Al. Yeah, <laughs> I think that that's great. Oh, Drew. He would lean into that. Drew, I feel like for me, like I want it to be like a Taylor Swift like song from her Reputation album because Drew's in his Reputation era. I know that doesn't have any meaning to Marty, but he's in, he's uh, in his I, Reputation era. Right over my head. <laughs> he's basically, if you're a Taylor Swift fan, you know what I'm talking about. Um, he's basically coming in. He was traded <sighs> away. Shouldn't have been traded away. They undervalued him. Now he's out here stunting on everybody, doing his mm. thing. Um, but what song would he choose? I don't know. He's a pretty quiet, laid back guy. It seems not very flashy, you know, just likes, you know, hanging out with his wife and his kids and yeah, he's a, he's a simple family man. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I don't mm, 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 mm. Drew Holiday. My brain is like pulling me to like Bing Crosby songs, like all like Christmas music. Yeah. That I know, <laughs> but that's only because his name's Holiday. <laughs> oh, oh! I'm gonna put him on uh, Holiday by Green Day. I'm just gonna lean into it. Nice, nice. That's a good one. That's good. Now we got a nice little mix too of different like yeah, genres different genres. Of music Can't be all just hip hop. Yeah. I love that. It's a good uh, amount. Grace went silent. You're on. You're on mute. There you are. Can you hear me? No, I know I was. Yeah, now Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. All right, yeah. My my headphones died, and then my whole computer decided to freak the fuck uh, out. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I like this amalgamation of of different. Uh, uh, hits that we've got going on. I think that would be fun. I think that'd be a fun uh, walkout uh, thing. I know. I wish. Oh, I wish there's not as much like, r- like room for it with, like in the NHL. A lot of teams have cho- have had players pick a goal song, but that's because mm-hmm. it happens, you know, infrequently enough that like it makes sense. But like with basketball, you don't really have that the space to do that because you're just going right. back and forth. Um, just every time so Tatum I, hits a three, they play a song. It's like no, we're right? Not doing like yeah, that. they're gonna play like four <laughs> seconds of of some song. But yeah, no, I like those. I think that we get some great personalities on the Celtics. You know, I just yeah. The other day, I honestly was thinking about this because I saw Derek White in his uh, post game press conference, and I honestly realized that like I really never hear him talk. And so it was weird to be like sitting here listening to him talk. I was like, I guess I knew what his voice sounded like, but it was kind of weird and not what I was like anticipating when I was actually seeing it face to face. Can't even lie. The same exact moment happened for Amanda. Uh, she yeah. Was like, she was like, that's what Derek White sounds like. I'm like, yeah, that's his voice. What do you mean? And she's like, I've never heard him talk. Right. <laughs> I don't know. It's not even like it's not even that like it doesn't fit him because it does. It's just like. I don't know what I thought Derek White would sound like. And so then actually right. hearing him talk that much, I was like, oh, I guess he does talk like that, you know? <laughs> he do talk like that. Yeah. He's just a, he's just a little Derek White. We he's love him. He's a little him. Derek White, and I love him. 
All right. Uh, we have one more question, and then we can wrap up this show. Uh, this next question comes from Ian Kennedy, hashtag Anthony Richardson season, which, I mean, you should change your handle, buddy. Anthony Richardson's been out for the year, but whatever. At Kennedy, I, 57. Um, the Pacers seem to be on and off. He said off and on, but I switched it in the moment. They could make a bigger impact in the later half of the season than people think. Being unbiased, who is one or two players you would add to that roster to bolster their talent? Same goes for teams like the Knicks or the Heat. Um, we'll just focus on those three teams, but Indy, if they had to add a piece or two, uh, what, who, what, why? Um, my initial reaction to this is Indy is a team that should go out for DeMar DeRozan. Uh, I think that he just mm. switches up the way that they play a little bit. He's the midi magician, you know, like no one on that team is really hitting the mid range jump shot. Um, and it is a dying breed. It is a dying, you know, shot in the game. The analytics hate the mid range shot. Um, but when you're someone like DeRozan who can just hit it out of nowhere, I think that um, if they, you know, got Chicago on the phone and didn't have to give up too many, maybe like, you know, back end pieces and draft picks, uh, to get DeRozan, that would be something that would really help them out. Just kind of balance their scoring and balance their defense. Um, yeah, I I agree. I, I hadn't even thought of that. I think that's a good one. Yeah, because you where they're lacking, and they're not even really lack, like I said. I mean, they're a pretty good team, I think. Um, but I do think that adding a veteran player who still has some successful, um, you know, some pretty good scoring abilities i think that that adds an element that they're lacking um i'm trying to think if there's anybody else i can think of like i don't know i mean like a i don't want to say a big man but like you know a sabonis on that team would be crazy right yeah (laughs) probably not that one but That would go crazy. To just to trade to get him back would be hilarious. Be like, actually, yeah, we need I, you. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think they're in a pretty good spot, honestly. Even if they don't make any adjustments, just because. Agreed. I think, like I said, I think that they're um, coming into their own. I think that they're figuring out the small things that need to be figured out, and we're seeing that sort of gradual success. And when they're fully healthy, they compete with the best of them. I mean, they're they're They clearly have shown that they have the power to beat good teams. So mm-hmm. I know that um, I, I agree with you. And I think that there's a good chance that they are a team to watch out for um, towards the end of the season in the East, because I don't know. I mean, some teams are underperforming and some teams are getting it together. So the East yeah. is anybody's game at this point. I mean, I think the it Celtics really have a, a hold on it, but I don't know. I am interested to see how the Pacers, um, how it pans out for them. If they can keep up on this sort of rise that they're on, they'll be scary. No, definitely. For sure. I mean, like Tyrese is hungry to be successful in this league. Uh, he put yeah. out a quote the other day saying like he hates being on a losing team and he hates losing culture and like to come from the Kings and then go to Indiana. Like you're not really defeating that, but he's changing the pace. <laughs> yeah. Pace. Pacers. nice um he's changing the pace he's changing the rhetoric around the team that he is on right now and they are in a winning form um 
So I, I do agree that like they don't necessarily have to make a move to even keep competing in the East, but one piece, one veteran piece, I think is, you know, the icing on the cake that they would need. Um, if we move to a team like the Knicks, uh, my first comment wouldn't even be who they need to add. It is getting rid of Julius fucking Randall, <laughs> like addition right. by subtraction, Settle down. addition uh... by subtraction. Julius Randall is ass. They are better off without him. If you can package him and maybe Mitchell Robinson uh, together to get like a real big man, a consistent, successful, like, cat. like a cat. I don't know. I feel like they're, I feel like, uh, what's, I was about to say New York, uh, Minnesota is no longer on the, we want to move on from yeah. cat train. Yeah. But if I they agree. had a play, if they could go out and get a player like cat, um, maybe a little younger, maybe like if they, could get you know Houston on the phone and ask for like an Alpen Shangoon, uh, yeah, or or a Walker Kessler from uh, Utah, just like someone that one they can continue to keep on their team and grow with them, um, but also move away from Julius Randle and Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell Robinson uh, is a great rebounder, but can't really do anything else. Um, yeah, and Not really Julius Randle just can't can't seem to get out of his own way so if they were to you know kind of ditch that front court uh and you know look to have a you know two for one more solid you know big man uh and i i think i think with the knicks i sort of have the opposite opinion that i had with the pacers i i think something does need to change on the knicks like whereas like i think that because i think they're kind of they're good team but they're kind of stagnant for me i don't see their ceiling being a lot higher than this which they're, is they're where they've been for the past few years right and so i, they're I not feel like fluctuating that's not up a, or down right which is good i guess but you're not winning any championships number one and right you're, you're not you're also now kind of screwing yourself in terms of <laughs> getting draft picks because you're okay and so right i i do think they should change something to try and make a, a stronger push in the east what exactly that is I don't know. I mean, I think Could the Knicks that... land in Ethan Anthony Davis. I don't know. Wow, but I don't know that they. I don't know if anybody wants to take the risk on Anthony Davis. You know, the Knicks would get. be though because they're the New York market. Like I feel like they that's would be true. like we need we need to get like if we're gonna make a trade, we need to get a guy that everybody knows. Like that's right, one of those a big things. name. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. So I don't know. They're they're a little more. I want to see them make a move to to get better um, than I was for the Pacers. So, but I think a big man, at least a reliable big man, maybe Cat is a little bit too, and even Anthony Davis is a little too high profile. I mm-hmm. think that adding just a little bit more, especially if you're going to give up Mitchell Robinson, because then you are sort of losing that that right uh, extra rebounding on the outside. Like I. I feel like what they need is just somebody more reliable. And I know we all roast Julius Randall and stuff, but you know, arguably would it be addition by subtraction to, to lose him and then look at, you know, maybe putting your strength in, in, in a big man. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, our, our good friends down in Miami, how do oh, they, yes. how do they get a little bit better? How, what kind them. of move? do they make they were big in the dame talks they were big in uh you know that conversation and then really didn't do anything 
um, after that. So a trade could be on the horizon for them. I mean, they wanted to make a, a, a league shaking trade at the beginning of the season. So I could see them, you know, being like, we need to do one more thing to, uh, you know, we, they got to the championship last year, but they couldn't win it. They could not compete with the, uh, the nuggets. Um, and I think that they are, again, they're one of those teams that definitely needs to make a move to change something, to get out of the way that they've been in, which is successful, but, and getting to the playoffs and succeeding in the playoffs, but not, cresting the final hump kind of thing. yeah but i mean i guess for me with the heat it's like what do you you got to keep your hero butler bam right so you got to kind of i think forfeit a lot of pieces right otherwise and so i don't know not that the bench you know in miami is particularly strong but i mean i think that you'd still have to I give mean, up jamie Hawkins it's great true <laughs> Rookie, that's true yeah i wanted I him mean, i wanted him so bad i wanted yeah. the celtics to draft him so bad <laughs> i uh so i don't know i mean what do you could you see what do you see as the biggest gap right now for the heat where they could use that because on on paper i don't on paper they should be better yeah i think i mean uh i think it comes down to moving on from a contract of Duncan Robinson, but then you have to find a team that Probably. is kind of <laughs> is kind of in losing fashion. Like you have to go to uh, I don't know, like the Bulls or the Pistons or you know one of those bottom tier teams and be like, yeah, you can have Duncan Robinson on your roster because you have the cap space for him. Um, but you know, I mean. It's one piece. Kyle Lowry's been playing better than expected this year, so I don't even know if they need a point guard per se. Um, and then you, you know, your whole lineup is Lowry, uh, Hero, Butler, Bam. Do you add a big man to that? I right. don't know. Does that make them better? I, I don't know. Like I, Miami's a weird situation, uh, just because of the way they're constructed and the way their their uh, cap works out. Yep. Um I think just adding. A, a crucial key fifth starter to the lineup would help, but because of the way that Miami is set up, I, I don't know. I don't know a, a cap slash trade situation that's realistic or makes sense for them to do. Um, maybe like Vucevic from uh, the Bulls. Maybe yeah. like the thing with the Pistons is they don't really have anyone veteran to like yeah. move on from like they like all right. the guys are young and trying to figure it out so like if you give up a young guy you're obviously going to want a lot of draft capital and talent back at the same time exactly um, yeah so i don't i don't really see the pistons being able to do much right now anyway so i mean i kind of stuck in their ways yeah like whereas i can see the knicks doing something and being more realistic like realistically having something i think that the i don't know the heat just feel like they're stubborn in there they've sort of Ooh, I just thought of one. What? what if, and this kind of would help both teams, if the Heat give up bench depth and go and get someone like Kayvon Looney and maybe another piece from the Warriors um, and kind of just like solidify it, Bam is now the solid uh, four. You have Kayvon mm. at the five. That's a good like, that's a good idea. Maybe. I can see that. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I mean, that's that's sort of where the issue lies is that 
with what you have to offer, you're not going to get someone huge. Right. So I guess you have to. You have to look at like B B tier players. Right. So, but I mean, that can make, that could be a difference maker. I mean, you put a Mm -hmm. a player on a good team and maybe, you know, we've seen it happen plenty of times. So, um, and someone like Kayvon has rings. He's, he's got the the playoff, uh, you know, quote unquote expertise, the playoff experience and the, the championship experience. Maybe that's just the, the extra little hump that gets them over. Um, but yeah, I don't really care if uh, Miami or the yeah. Knicks or Indiana figure it out. If I'm going to be sucking. honest, <laughs> they could they could stay right where they are. <laughs> Fine by me. Um, but those were our questions for this week. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you, Ian. Uh, that was league news. That's the Celtics right now. Like we said, IST week is upon us. So. Uh, Monday, the day after this drops for y'all, we are playing against the Pacers. Uh, we've seen the script before. Last time it was by 50. I'm okay with winning by, you know, 20. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, we don't have to win by 50 again. Uh, Grace, do you have any closing remarks? Any uh, final statements? Final anything that you want to get off your chest? <laughs> You know, I like where we are. Little, mm-hmm. there was a little bump in the road while we sorted some stuff out a couple weeks ago. But I'm back on the Celtics or bust, baby. They're they're showing their their Hell uh, yeah. their abilities. So let's go fucking win this in season tournament, whatever that means. Let's go pay for Luke's house. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Thank you all for listening. Uh, shout out to Primetime Productions, our mama bear. Uh, you know, we are nothing without them. Primetime Prods on Twitter, uh, primetimeproductions.net on the interwebs, uh, articles, podcasts, everything uh, for all the major sports pumping out nearly daily. Um, so, you know, if you enjoy us, we're in cahoots with a whole bunch of other great uh, people. And, uh, you know, always got to give a shout out to everyone over there because we're all we're all doing what we do and we're all doing it great. Um, So shout out PTP. Uh, But with that, I am Marty the Meat Man. She is Grace Roberts. We are cross court coverage. The Celtics are 14 and four and ready to take on the in-season tournament. Whatever the fuck that means. And as always, go Celtics, or go fuck yourself. Peace. Peace. Hey, guys. Uh, Marty, me, man. Just uh, interrupting your outro, but we are 15 and 4. Um, I knew that when we recorded, but I woke up like, 10-15 minutes before recording, so my brain was mush. My bad. Uh, 15 and 4 Celtics, let's fucking go. Back to the outro. Mm-hmm.